two. Welcome back to Cheesehead Chatter. On today's episode, Brewers get a huge video board upgrade. Vladdy Jr. on the cover of the show, 24. Reese Hoskins is a brewer. If you're paying attention, we called it again. <laughs> uh, Brewers have four top 50 prospects. Doc Rivers there has officially begun. And search for a new D.C. in Green Bay is underway. Oh, let's get it rolling. But before we start off, once again, this episode is brought to you by Insect Hobby Design Co. Insect Hobby Design Co. has over 20 years of expertise in branding, design, illustration, and web development. They bring a wealth of experience to the table. Whether you're a small business aiming for a standout identity or a nonprofit aiming for profit enterprise seeking impactful visuals, their team is here to elevate your brand with precision and creativity. We would also like to give them an extra special shout out for getting us suited up right with an amazing upgrade to the setup by sending us mics for us to use to learn more go to insecthobby.com thank you thank, thank you. you so much for the mics huge upgrade more huge chris up. thank you chris song for you guys so the brewers went from a like six thousand square foot video board to i saw today like third almost thirteen thousand feet square feet this thing's going to be ridiculous ridiculous in the middle of center field and they got that one out in right field too which yeah replaced i was kind of I, I knew they were getting a new scoreboard and new ribbon boards but i wasn't mm-hmm. expecting a second scoreboard out there in right center i really yeah, like I think those they said that one's like yeah i do too i think those ones that one they said like what 2500 square feet too something like so that. these aren't small boards these are no this this is mark spending money and I like the it. fact that they don't have the exterior of the scoreboard having advertisements. They're most likely just going to have the digital ads like you see at other stadiums, such as Lambeau. Like, it's not going to be so stale looking out at that. I'm going to miss the Pepsi, though. That, that That's bread and butter at Miller Park. <laughs> just looking out at center field, seeing see, the Pepsi logo just right in your face. I'm going to miss the ting off the bottom of it when oh, someone yep. hits an absolute oh, nuke. Oh, the thought of it hitting the, yeah. the aluminum. Especially oh. during batting practice. You just boom, <laughs> boom, boom. It's just a classic. I really like how this is going to impact like w- the information that the Brewers will be able to like bring to the fan during the game because at during Brewers batting practice, they have all like the stat cast information, like, and they have all the Hawkeye cameras. But now, like, when you go to other stadiums, like, they have all that information present for the fans. And now I think this is that next step to be able to get the fans more information on like what pitches are being thrown, how hard was the ball hit. And this just adds that extra, like, wrinkle to the presentation that the Brewers will be able to um, really be able to focus on and bring for the fans. Billy did a really nice job with that at uh, Citizens Bank. We were Absolutely. we were in the we're in the right field like top deck, and we could see the the ribbon bo- or the sideboard in left field clear as day. Just just looking at at the board, seeing the different like how the pitch was, what was the spin, just just things that you don't really want to care about, but you do care about when you just see it straight in your face. It's really cool. I'm trying to think back to the Brewers even put up. In past years, what the pitch type was? No, I know they they Sometimes. definitely have the velo. Pitch but... types gotten pitch types shown up. I think in the last couple of years. Okay, but it's really just like cutter. There's yeah. nothing right. yeah else to it. And it also uh, depends on pitcher too. Yeah. Yep. 
They also just have the exit velo and just the um pitch velo, pitch but yeah. So this this brings more information for like not just the casual fan, but like the fan who are is really engaged on like going between pitch by pitch. Us, us. Yeah, yeah. I I have a love hate with it. I love all the extra information, but there is a point where casual fans just won't care. Or I mean, yes, I'll look at the video board. All of us will look at it, but. At the end of the day, the casual fan just wants dudes to get on base and score runs. So and not exactly. strike out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not strike out. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I'm glad they're making stadium upgrades like that. I mean, we've all witnessed the disastrous summer of are the Brewers going to leave? They're never going to leave, at least within the next 30 years. But, like, these are the upgrades that need to have happen. I get, you know, everybody wants more room in the bleachers. Everybody wants more food options, whatever. But you got to engage the era that we're in. And the era that we're in is a lot of, you know, stat cast. It's, it's that the information statistics. Era. Yeah. The stat cast so era. It's going to be fun to see. I would like to see potential sprint speed on the big screen. Especially, like, I'm thinking back to Sal's debut where he made those two st- spectacular catches in the outfield. If we could have saw his spin- sprint speed to get to that ball, that'd be a cool little feature there. I know they're, yeah, starting adding some, they're adding some spray charts a little bit last year, but it was only for, like, five to ten seconds of, like, a one-off of, like, what, what they've done and maybe first time up. So now maybe with the extra scoreboard space, they'll be able to bring more of that information for the fans. I was going to say there just wasn't room on that scoreboard. No, none at all. They maxed out all that real estate. So now this this doubles the amount, triples, quadruples the amount of real estate and information they're able to get to the fan. I wonder if they're going to keep that uh, same layout, though, because it, it's just it's just a classic layout at American Family mm-hmm. Field. In terms of like the graphics? Yeah, like yeah. like the, the lineups on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's just hard to it, beat. I think they keep it and just how like instead of having those ads like they were, because that's essentially what they're replacing. They're replacing the ads on the side with the extra screen real estate. So they'll probably just fill that up with whatever extra they have and just work with uh, what uh, product worked uh, that time. Yeah, I'm very curious what that right center field board's actually going to be used for. Like we see it in Arizona. They have basically huge screens for the lineups. Yep. But we'll see. I think it's pretty cool. I'm glad to see these upgrades. But they're not done with just the scoreboards. I mean, they're expanding the left field team store, which I think should have been done a long time ago. Yep. I mean, I especially if you're gonna have... sit in the outfield, I don't want to walk all the way behind home plate to go look at a hat or a jersey. Especially even in the off season, that's the only team store open during the winter. Yes. So if you mm-hmm. you're gonna have that be the one that's open during the winter, you're gonna want to have it large, more variety in terms of what they're selling. But it's just a special place to go to. It really is. Um, and they're expanding some food options. Yeah, I don't know if they really needed to. I, don't I like know. the idea of it, but my personal gripe is with Delaware North, who is in charge of their concessions. Many times I don't find myself eating at the stadium just because most of the time I work at one of the restaurants on Blue Mound, so I typically eat before a game there. But in the few times that I can't eat at work before the games, I am find myself paying... 15 bucks or some brachos and the few times I've had it, they've been 
rather cold, which is not what I want to see. But I'll I just hope the they can nacho execute. or the chicken tacos every day, though. Oh yeah, Those absolutely. Are fire. That's, that's going to be an absolute huge upgrade. But like like Cal said with the nachos, uh, they just started to like stop with putting enough cheese on it. It just kind of felt like a bunch of chips and just like it just got bland after a while. And the nachos is like a staple for us when we go to the ballpark. That's for you yeah, mom. I just don't want to drop $20, $25 on them. Like they're solid, but I'd rather go to anywhere else and get nachos for that price. Um, Vladdy Jr. on the cover of MLB The Show 24. I don't hate it. I mean, no. how often do you actually care about the cover? Unless Maybe when it's released. Yeah. Otherwise, After it's just that. a loading screen, and they change no. it all the time. Jacob, can exactly. you explain to some of the casual baseball fans why that Vlad was on the cover as opposed to someone like Acuna, per se? Uh, Ronald Acuna is actually on a... MLB partnered mobile game. And uh, per some of their legal agreements, um, players can't be on different video games to compete against other covers within whatever their contract year is to date. So Ronald can't be on it for three years. It is what it is. I know there are a lot of Braves fans that were very, very disappointed that the National League MVP didn't get on the cover. Personally, I find Vlad Jr. to be a great cover. It gets the Latin fan. It gets the Canadian fan because Toronto is the only pro uh, major league baseball team above the border. And he's a polarizing figure. I mean, he hits the ball hard. He, he does a lot of the good things, right. And he's an exciting player to watch. Show the picture. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite one right now. So what future brewers could be on the cover? I think easily for sure. Cheerio, I think William Contreras. I think that the one picture of him doing the salute over home plate. That would I, go so hard. I think that would probably be one of the better covers that MLB The Show would re- uh, release because oh, that is just such a sick picture. It has everything that a fan wants in a cover. I, I really, really am hoping eventually that William Contreras could possibly get on the cover. I think eventually what they need to do is start doing a cover per team. That's what I was just thinking as well. Like, you may you could have one central cover athlete. Like that's fine, mm-hmm. but give us the option when we buy the game that, oh, you're a Brewer fan, you want William Contreras on your cover. Here's the William Contreras cover. So I I really liked when Two K had the uh, three cover athletes on Two K fifteen. I feel like MLP the show could like expand that, especially when um Acuna's contract is up. But like I don't know Contreras. Acuna and some other Venezuelan and just call it a day. It it would it would be it would be very cool to especially in the year that the WBC is out, it would bring a lot of fans to the game. I know 2K, I don't know if they still do this, but in the past they've had different countries have different cover athletes. Like I know I think like in Spain in prior years they've had one of the Gasol brothers on the cover. So that'd be cool if they had that option as well. I'm pretty think, sure they do something like that okay. right now. I think the show has done that with Canada before with the Toronto Blue Jays. That makes I, sense, I could yeah. be wrong, but I feel like that's happened. But I mean, think about I also think a lot of the video the games now are more digital. So besides like the marketing mm-hmm. aspect of it, really how big of a deal is the cover athlete? Like, yeah, they're going to be plastered all over the game and the loading screens. But aside from that, 
I buy digital copies. I, I also think, though, that, like, the cover athlete in general should come from the team that wins the World Series. Like, there should be an added perk. Again, may not – I mean, players may not care that much, but as fans, like, that's a great way to memorialize the World Series champion. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Definitely one of the options to have because once they released the cover athlete, it wasn't like the initial reaction on Twitter X was very negative rather than like celebrating for the game. Like that kind of that having the routine of picking that athlete from the World Series winner, I feel like would eliminate some of that infighting within the MLB community. But then it goes back to our point is how much does it really matter? Yeah. I'm excited for the game nonetheless. I'm still going to buy it. I'm still going to buy it. Still going to play it. Yep. Gaber's 99 cent domain. Yep. 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 To get uh, 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 that, that was infuriating last year. Sticking in Major League Baseball, it's been a little bit of a busy week, and it turned busy right after we finished recording. Josh Hader to the Astros was at five years, 95 million. <laughs> He got paid. Yes, he did. He got his bag. Congrats to him. Back to where he started. To throw more than the ninth inning. Like, no, no. no. My paying you that much, I'm gonna need more than like 70 innings on the season out of you. But hey, it's the hey. modern modern contract, modern closer. So he got his money. Can't hit a guy for getting his bag. bag. Yep, can't hit a guy for getting his bag. I want to be a legend at the bank. Deal that went down yesterday, uh, Jorge Polanco to the Mariners from the Twins in a four-for-one. But frankly, like, if you're not a fan of the Twins or the Mariners, there's not a headliner in this deal going back to Minnesota. Like, I think the name I saw circulating the most as the headliner was Justin Topa. Brewers legend Justin Topa. Brewers legend. But, hey, great guy. But is he yep. really a headliner for this, like a trade? No. I guess the Twins are just looking for uh, something, one of the darts to stick to fill up the back end of their bullpen with Duran. So don't hate it. Tells, Mariners. Tells us what they think is of uh, Edward, uh, Julian, too. Yeah, that's very telling. It's I mean, just the. The Mariners are uh, hopefully uh, getting their uh, second baseman, though, because, what, this is year three of them trying to get a second baseman? Yeah, who's the, who's two years ago? Uh, Adam Frazier. Oh, uh, They've got Adam Frazier, Colton Wong, and Jorge Polanco. Hopefully a uh, third time's the charm. I do feel like Polanco is the best out of those three, like, light years ahead of them. Oh, easily. But still, like, for them to keep trying over and over and over again for second base position, got to hand funny. it to them. Respect the grind. Respect the grind. I do like Respect. this fit, though, for Polanco and the Mariners. Like, their lineup went from, oh, my God, this lineup to, oh, this is a pretty solid lineup. They're, so, getting, up to that, uh, they're getting up to that 65%. Getting yeah. way too close to it, but they're getting It's a it. uh, 63, not 65. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> the Angels will help bump that to 65, though. <laughs> Trey Cabbage, gone. R.I.P. Trey, Trey Cabbage to Houston, where he will be an all-star. Calling it now. thousand percent. Has to be. It only makes sense. Like, they'll find a way that he's going to hit, like, 
40 bombs, steal 35 bags. It's the and Astros. The and they'll probably even reduce his strikeout percentage too. Yep. Uh, Justin Turner signs with the Blue Jays. One-year deal. I didn't see the number though. I think it was like, I want to say nine with incentives up to get it higher. I do that think it was hilarious that the Cubs were in on him as well. They're also in on Hoskins, struck out on both. And apparently they're in on Belly and Chapman. Uh, Turner got 13. 13, okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Good for him. I mean, get his bag. What What is he, 38, 39? And, the longevity yeah. he's had, I honestly thought he was done after he was with the Dodgers. I thought he was cooked. I know the Brewers were in on him heavily. I did not want Justin Turner, but he proved he proved me wrong. He was very productive with the Red Sox. I got to hand it to him. What What has Toronto gone from in this offseason? Shohei, who who else are, have they been on? Belly. Uh, Belly. Yeah, and then they end up with Justin Turner. And brought back KK. Got get that him some out. money too. Hey, yeah. Gold Glover can't. Can't fault them for wanting a gold glover in center field. Oh, there was, there's also those trade talks about Yelich, too, which oh yes. my, <laughs> there wasn't much into that, but <laughs> if they wanted a gold glover, he was right there for him. I mean, he is a gold glover. You can't you you can't take you it away so from him. Right about that. He's a gold glover. Can't can't I, fault the man for winning. I think they've been in on every talk, but have accomplished minimal. I mean, I have too. So I mean, I, I thought about talking to Otani to sign him. So, I mean, I was in on him. Yeah, those, those 37 Cheez-Its were going to get it done. <laughs> I I got a half thing of uh, M&M peanuts left, so. <laughs> That's all he needed to defer him for 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, the IOU with a little heart on it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he can pay my loans. I'll give him some M&Ms, deferments. But the biggest news that Brewer fans will care about. Reese Hoskins. The Brewers have a first baseman. We wanted him Finally. and we got him. Finally. Can't believe it. Can't Call believe it. it. Yeah, we did. Awesome. What are we? We're at we're almost in double digits of being on being right about these things. It's getting awesome. So if you're not listening to our podcast, you're definitely missing out on some very valuable information. Extremely. Uh we know ball. <laughs> He's going to play first base. Like, yep. I know there may be some quote-unquote limitations to start spring training, but by the regular season, he's going to play first base. I mean, there were rumblings of guys... him. He was, there's rumblings of him contributing in uh, the playoffs. So from the playoffs to now, he's had almost a full offseason of what a normal major leaguer would have. So, I mean, yeah, he'll probably have a slow start going into spring training, but he's earned that slow start no matter what, even if he played – all of last year, he's not going to play the amount of innings that a nor or a, a man who's trying to like just break the roster is going to play. Like it's he he's earned this right, so I I feel like he's going to be ready to go once uh the season comes around. I mean, it's Reese so where's, Hoskins. Where is he hitting in the lineup? Three, four, five, some somewhere in that in that span. I was going to say four. Yeah, yeah, three, four, depending on like how Pat Murphy wants to um shuffle all the lineup because I feel like that'll be really telling to see his lineup differences versus like how Craig was filling out his lineup card like where does he see the value in putting all the different guys in what order 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why, but this just this just came to me. Sal in the one, Will Bill at two, Yelly in the three, Hoskins four, Willie five. I think Yelich stays at the top, but I don't hate it. I I, I think that at to start opening day, I really think Yelich will be at one, and I I don't know why I have this this weird feeling that Sal will be back in that four spot that he was for a little bit, just to like ease him back in. But I, I know that might be a tough spot for him, but it's the Brewers don't have like a true three hitter almost because it's Yelich, Contreras, Hoskins, and then kind of you, you don't do you want to throw Adamus back in that four spot, especially after he struggled last year, or do you put him five? Where I personally think he's best suited. Like it, it can get uh, you can get creative with how the Brewers are going to set up their uh, lineup this season. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think Yelich will be leading off. I yep. just he was too successful out of that spot. I have a weird feeling we're gonna see like Garrett Mitchell, Sal. I mean, kind of name your guy at two. And then I put Will at three, William Patrice at three, and Hoskins four, and then Willie five. Like I just I think we're going to get some answers as we go. But, like, what if, like, during spring training, Christian Arroyo is just balling? I'm kind of curious. The past few days I've been looking over these projections on fan graphs, and they have Reese slotted for 69 RBIs. And I always take these with a grain of salt because historically they've kind of been wrong about the Brewers. But I'm just curious where they're getting these 69 RBIs from because I personally think he's going to mash at AmFam. They have him projected for 22 home runs, which is good. I think he could be around that 25, 26 kind of benchmark. I think he pushes 30. I think he pushes 30. I, 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 would, say, I wouldn't be surprised I think either. 30, 30 wouldn't be too out of left field. No, 30 with 75 to 90 RBI just based on like where he sits in the lineup too. Because that'll, that'll tell a lot of like just uh, uh, runner traffic and just the three versus four. It'll be really telling, like, just how he gets his RBIs. RBIs in the 60s for a dude that's had the career he's had is embarrassing. It's disrespectful. It, it's super disrespectful. Like, he's earned the right to mark him down for 80, 85 at yep. the worst. Absolutely. I mean, he always has, like, it, it almost seems like he always has one lightning card in MLB The Show. It, it, it doesn't matter. He's always due for that one. He might have a 30 RBI month. Like, oh, 100%. That's disrespectful. Extremely. But the Brewers always seem to get to be uh, disrespected with uh, some of those projections because they are an organization that strives to get the high end like output on all their players. So I could see why some of the projections might be lower and then some Brewers exceed those expectations. Because the Brewers are an organization, like, over and over and over again, like, rely on getting the max output from all their guys. This same site has projected the Brewers at, like, 78, 77 wins the last few years, too, which obviously they've sur- surpassed that. So yeah, it's a little bit disrespect, I think. The Brewers have four second basemen listed on the uh, 40-man roster right now. And Obviously, not all just... these guys are going to break camp. But, yes, right. Arroyo is not technically on the 40-man but that deal just went finalized today, even though we've known about it for almost a week. Um, 
I'm kind of intrigued by Oliver Dunn. I mean, I am too. He he had a good sweet slash swing line, and lefty. sweet uh, slash line in uh, Double A. Uh, was a breakout in the Arizona Fall League. Where take it with a grain of salt, he's a 25, 26 year old in the Arizona Fall League. So toss up there, but he's still. I mean, if you can hit, you can hit, and that's what uh, the Brewers are needing right now is uh, impact lefties. Yeah. One quote I mean, that I don't. stands out for me from Arnold, uh, he said it a few days ago, I don't know exactly, but he said we've been able to pitch and catch for a long time. Now it's time to start hitting the ball, which, as we know, we've seen the Brewers been one of the better teams with pitching the last few years, but offense hasn't been phenomenal. So to get competition into camp and show that you're, you gotta still got to earn your spot is big for me. Like Terang, he can defend as best in the league, but offense isn't great, so we just need more production at that second base spot. Sadly, sadly, Owen Miller's the odd man out, and I honestly, it's not that sad. Hometown kid, so you got to feel for him a little bit, but A little bit. I mean, he's from Fredonia, so. He'll make a living out in Nashville for the year. Maybe get called up mid-season or middle of, uh, what, June, July, August there, during the dog days when guys are a little banged up. Good utility guy. I mean, we're going to find out a lot during spring training between Miller, Monasterio, and Arroyo. Because essentially they're all three of the same guy. Like They they they're they're like exactly under the hood, the same. like stat cast wise, defensively, hitting wise, like you pin all these guys up and you club like you scrub their names from all their production. It is virtually the best guy or the same guy. Yeah. I think two How of the old three is break Owen camp. Miller? They're all like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. They're all basically the same guy. I just really hope they do not try and stick Owen Miller out at first base again at any point in the season because that experiment last year was rough. They don't need to with uh No, they don't, but with Reese and then eventually Black will be up. Yep. And Arroyo can play a little first. Brock Wilkin, a dark horse to um Yeah. impact the team this year. He is he is a dark horse. I I he was one Same of the better college hitters, so same with um I can't think of his name right now. The other their top first base prospect who was who's a non non roster invitee. Oh, uh, uh, West Clark. Will West, yeah, West Clark. Yes. Didn't So didn't he have a good good uh, fall league this year too? Yeah, He He did. did. He mashed. him him and EBJ. So The same projection site has him getting 495 at-bats. really. Yeah. So Um, 18 home runs. So, who's this really for? generous. Wes Clark. Really. In the show or in the minors? This is what they're projecting his 2024 season in the majors. I'm So, telling you right now, if Wes Clark hit, comes up and hits 18 home runs, I will like, I will do a lot of things. so what Fangraph sees Hoskins and Wes Clark is like a first base D They're the same tandem. guy. I guess so. <laughs> I guess the so. same guy. Oh yeah, I mean one's a proven uh, playoff Yeah. masher, and one's Wes Clark, an Arizona Fall League masher. I mean, essentially, they're Same, they're essentially same. the same person. If Wes Clark contributes 18 home runs to the 2024 Brewers, there's a lot of things in this world that I wouldn't think about doing that I would definitely consider. I'll, I'll wear a shirt of anyone's choice for a whole day if Wow. Wes Clark hits 18 home runs. I will wear The day after a shirt. he hit he hit his 18th bomb, you're wearing people's choice shirt. 
Yep. Yep. And this he... is not a shot at Wes Clark at all, but it feels like he's a little bit farther away than hitting 18 home runs in the show this year. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Good for him. If he nearly gets 500 at bats, either things are going really well or things are going really poorly. Or both. <laughs> and then are the Brewers done? Like, I don't feel like they're done. So, no, Eric, especially, could... yeah, you're, yeah, go ahead, Calvin. That was I exactly mean, what I was going to say. It makes sense on paper because the Brewers don't have a true DH right now, but keep in mind they haven't in the past. And uh, who was it? Robert Murray came out a few days in an article saying there's not really a market for him. So he might have to take a deal. Probably not as much AAV as Reese Hoskins, but a deal like one year, prove it. So like maybe like $11, $12 million. That's something I'd be interested in because he can mash. We could use him at the DH spot. If Solaire signs with the Brewers, we won't see 18 home runs from Wes Clark. No. No. No, we'll see about 25 to 30 from a Jorge Soler hitting in the four spot. Yeah. If, if Jorge Soler comes to the Brewers, I'll wear a shirt with Jorge, with Soler's face on my on my shirt. And uh oh probably something that says along the lines of F the Cubs or something. I don't know. <laughs> but also out. Chap Matt Chapman's still not out of the possibility here. Like, no. could he sign a pretty similar deal to Hoskins? <clears throat> Two, three years, 15 mil at uh, the Cubs, apparently. Yeah, I think but the Cubs have struck out. They've struck are out the on Cubs, anyone. Are, are the Cubs and the Blue Jays the same team? Like, do they just talk to everybody and, like, hope for the best? It's like bad dating from them. <laughs> I mean, did you guys see Hoskins' interview where he was like, yeah, a team would call, they would talk for a couple days, and then you'd hear nothing. I just don't know how you do it. Like, how you Craig do business Council like ghost that? People? <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe. why the Brewers couldn't get free agents. Craig Council's out here ghosting everybody. <laughs> Maybe it was it was Craig all along. Hey, it he ghosted Craig us at the end along. of his tenure here. He, he yeah, did. He did. Wait, so Jed's not cooking? Oh. Cubs fans, oh. I mean, he's always cooking. Wait, but he got Jameson Tyone last year. I have cub friend cub friends here, and the last few years at school they've been telling me, "Oh, we're getting this dude, we're getting this dude," and then I'm like, "We got more free agency signings than you guys have. We're the big bad brewers." A lot Blake of our money. A lot Blake of he's been cooking. Nobody. He's been cooking about as well as the Jets GM. Oh. Well, that's its own dumpster fire right now. <laughs> hey, Joe Douglas had one good draft. Him. Living with the he's Jets right. fan. I'm He's rode that it. draft for a long time. <laughs> He's going to ride that forever. That's going to be hit. 20, what was it? 22? No, 21. 21. 21. Garrett Wilson, rookie year. Yeah, that was 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 22 is, <clears throat> is, is the Joe Douglas year. Yeah, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Garrett Wilson. He's and riding that out for They're picking life. at the top of every round, so yeah. I'd hope you'd find some gems. Uh, the Brewers have four guys in the top 50 for prospects. Jackson Churio, number two, number one outfielder. The Miz, number five right-handed pitcher, 33 overall. Caro, the number three catcher, 35 overall. <clears throat> and Tyler Black, the number five third baseman, 
at 46 overall. It is not out of possibility that all four of these guys cracked the show this year. That you took the words right out of my mouth. That was that was the exact sentence I was thinking right after right as you were naming all those guys. Like Churios, he's he's a legit option to be starting out in center. Mizorowski's a what July, August, September call up who could possibly take the Woodruff Burns approach to uh being a back end guy, or who knows, maybe you get some Mother's Day call up like uh Freddie got. And then Carroll, he's your lowest ceiling or yeah, lowest floor guy. I mean, he's your prototypical at worst case scenario backup catcher. So and then Tyler Black could be opening day roster too. Yeah, he, he could be penciled in as uh, either a bench bat and that's learning or uh, you're starting third baseman. So there's there's a lot to like with the Brewers top 100 uh, guys breaking that list. I cannot yeah, backup stress. Backup catcher is a joke right now. I mean, I like Haas and I, I mean, you can tolerate the rest, but. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Haas is the ending backup catcher. I mean, he's a good stick if they can figure him out defensively. I don't, I don't hate Eric Haas, but. No. Three catchers? I am I am very for the three catcher system, especially since Carroll is basically like a better version of Manny Pena, at least right now. Like he's gonna be as good of a stick, as good but defensively, like and he's twenty one years old, twenty years old, so I I just don't see how that's not a, a viable option for the Brewers. Yeah. That's a fun group, and there's more coming. Don't let anybody tell you there. There's not. They're crafting, developing. Yep. They've spent all that money, all those resources, and where is it? The DR. I think Venezuela as well. Venezuela. It's Venezuela. It is, but so not even in the DR. Huge in Venezuela. Like their Uh, top prospect, uh, Jackson Churio, that they signed as a shortstop, converted to an outfielder, and now is the uh, number two prospect in all of baseball. And I am not one of Mark A's biggest fans, but this is him spending money. This is how the Brewers have to operate, draft and develop. International sign. (laughs) Find the 15 to 20 range top prospects of the international and just develop, develop, develop. And they've done it so uh, well. Throw extra pool money at our guys in the draft, too. Like, really be smart in how they get established college hitters early in the uh, in the draft. And then as the rounds go on, really entice them with a, a good culture and a really good signing bonus and hopefully yeah. entice them away from their uh, college uh, um, signings. This is like the model this. for how the Brewers need to be successful. And fans want Mark to spend more money, but look at myself. Gabe, we're 20 years old. The Brewers have been mediocre at best for most of our lives. And these last, what, we've had a run of six years where we've been in the hunt every single year. This is how successful small market teams have to operate. I cannot stress that enough. I mean, I'm just really happy with what the Brewers are doing. And anybody trying to tell you different clearly doesn't pay enough attention to what's actually happening with the Brewers. Yeah. They're not afraid to go for it. I love it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, really, really quickly, Doc Rivers' era has begun. Obviously, we haven't seen we've seen one game, but isn't it nice to have a coach that talks ball and not just like weird, weird things where players hate him? So refreshing. Watching the Jalen Hurts method. Not to knock on Ag because he's a good guy and I respect him for what he tried to do here. I guess, but. Having an experienced coach like Doc Rivers come in with this experienced group of players, it's 
going from a below average coach to just an average coach, you could say Doc is, it's totally refreshing. He's doing stuff that we wanted AG to do. Like, for instance, he came in, he wanted Dame and Giannis in when they were in the penalties so that they're closing quarters. And we saw AG, he'd have Dame play the whole entire first quarter and he'd be on the bench for most of the second quarter. I wasn't a big fan of that, but the fact that he's trying to get Dame, who's one of the best free throw shooters of all time, in, like, it shouldn't be rocket science. It's what you have to do to get free points. We saw a lot more energy and effort, especially to start the game last, what was that, two nights ago against the Nuggets, against the reigning NBA champs in a high-altitude city. So to see the guys playing for him is really refreshing. We didn't see a lot of that all year. So uh, he wants to hammer the Dame and Giannis pick-and-roll game, which in my, a lot of fans know us, in order for that to be effective, Giannis has to become a better screener. A lot of times he just nonchalantly sets a screen and it's not a good screen. So there's not a lot of separation opened up from that. And he also needs to learn how to roll because he his bread and butter is down low in the paint. He's going to have a lot of open dunks. Your Dame's going to have a lot of jump shots. It's going to open up the floor a lot more. Yeah. I'm what just excited to see where it goes. I like Doc. He may not be the most popular guy, but at least... He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's top 15 like, coach of all time. I think the NBA voted him as. He knows so, the city. Yep. My mom talked so, with his mom. He's going to be fine. Awesome. He's going to be just fine. Oh, it's yeah. going to be awesome. And a yeah. lot of, like, it's tough to come in and what is it? About to be February and take over. But if there's a man who I trust, I think it's got to be Doc Rivers at the moment for who was available. Yep. And he's a veteran coach too. So like he he's worked with all types of guys and he knows how to attack different situations where Adrian Griffin just didn't know how to adjust his style to the guys that he was given. Cause it, it was like trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole. Like he was just, it was the definition of insanity, trying the same thing, expecting a different result. And it was just time to get a new voice. I and like I that. Really he like this. I like that. He told the guys after the game, the cat's out of the bag. People said you guys couldn't defend. You guys just defended. Yep. I mean, yep. I mean, the the Cavs brought in Tyron Lue and won a, a championship. So, I think Docker is a little bit better of a coach than Ty Lue. Yeah. Moving on to other guys losing jobs. Uh, Joe Barry gone. This Thank isn't God. a shock. Yeah. Uh, hate to see you go. Love to watch you leave. <laughs> it sucks when a guy loses your his job, but it was time. I mean, it looks like he's getting a job somewhere as a position coach. So it's not like he's out of football. Yeah. But now yeah, the Packers have, Packers need to move quickly here. Like you quickly. had time, but now <laughs> Mike McDonald has been has signed with the Seahawks as their new head coach. A little surprised they went defense, but that's beyond the point. But you know he's going to call one of those dudes he had in Baltimore. Is it going to, like, we've got a couple of guys that we got to get. One of, We got to get one of them. The guy for me is probably Denard Wilson. He's probably my number one on my list. He was, he's been credited for developing Jamal Adams, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Marcus May had a year of 88 tackles, four for loss, two sacks, two picks, two forced fumbles, and 11 passes defended. Uh, and then he had Jamal Adams at two consecutive Pro Bowls. He also was the DB coach for the Eagles last year, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl. 
and everybody's like, oh, my God, their pass defense is really good. Yeah, Denard Wilson, number one pass defense in the NFL. He's been I mean, a DB like, coach for the Ravens, Eagles, Jets, Rams. He's he's what they need, really. Like, been in the league for 12 years, hasn't been a coordinator yet, but he clearly can develop defensive backs. And that's what the Packers need. They need a good secondary. And they have the foundation. Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine had actually, like, decent years this year. And just getting a guy like Wilson can elevate them to that next level that they they I I see in Carrington Valentine. I see him as a good cornerback for years to come for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving off that, he's my number guy, one. Oh. But he's my number one. But you have my number two. My number my guy is Zach Orr. He played for the Ravens, I believe, 2014, 2015, 2016 before needing to retire because of injury. He is the brother of Chris Orr, who played linebacker for the Badgers not too long ago. Uh, after he retired, he Jim Har- or Harbaugh hired him as a defensive analyst with the Ravens. Uh, in 2021, Urban Meyer hired him to join his staff with the Jaguars. That was not very long-lived because of Urban. And then in 2022, Harbaugh brought him back to Baltimore as their inside linebackers coach. He is responsible for developing Patrick Queen. You could sit, argue he helped revitalize Roquan Smith's career, take him to that next level. And the one thing that I really like about him, he just brings the juice. I, there was a video circulating a few days ago when the Packers, or when a reporter came out and said we were interviewing him. He's over on the sideline. He's amping guys up. He's a young voice. He hasn't been a coordinator yet, but he brings the juice. He comes from a football family. I believe he has two brothers, both of which played football in college. His dad played football, so... He's a great, great football mind, and I think Lafleur mm-hmm. kind of wants to go with the younger guy. So I think Zach Orr makes a lot of sense here as well as Denard Wilson. I mean that also. I mean same thing. They interviewed Christian Parker, thirty-two years old, DB coach, the Broncos, and he was with the Packers in twenty nineteen as I think an analyst. But like you can see what Lafleur wants to do. He wants a dude that is young, is hungry, is going to bring some new life to the defense. I mean, I don't know if I've got a tweet out there. It's very clearly says I'm sick of these old guys. Here's the list of young guys to hire. Yeah. And the only one that on that list is Christian Parker, because I didn't think at 32 years old, you're ready to be a coordinator. But if he, if he gets the job, awesome, but Wilson and Orr are the two. And if you're going to hire somebody from the Ravens staff, you better do it now. They're going to get poached. John's gonna get promote. John's gonna promote one of them, and McDonald's gonna take another. I like whether the fact that they're doing two, their due diligence. I think at the same time you you've done your due diligence. Now let's move quickly. So, like you said, they don't get poached. But I do yeah. like the fact that they're doing their due diligence, interviewing multiple candidates, getting some fresh ideas. It helps off in the long run. But the main as thing for me, I just want a guy with juice, a younger guy. Even if you're not the greatest X's and O's guy, if you're bringing juice. You're easy to play for. I'm gonna. I'd love playing for you if you There's bring juice. resources in the NFL to get X's and O guys around you. Like you need a true leader and a true guy that the defense can rally around. Because that's when you have the best defenses. Is the one one voice, one leader, and the X's and O guys really uh, funneling that uh, idea forward. And not that's to exactly knock on Joe Barry. Say. Not to knock on Joe Barry while he's down, but he's he was an older guy and 
even in all the videos the Packers posted in the locker room after games, like he was just there, like not a lot of juice with the he was old Joe there. there. He was there. He was a as body. long as they don't get Staley. That's that's all I'm hoping for. That is. I like still don't hate guy. Staley. He was like, a good D coordinator. Not but if you coach. get one of these two, you get one of these two guys, you know they have connections. Yep. And like, they're they all have dudes that will come with, and you'll have a fun young staff. But we got to move quick. This you can't wait around. Bottom line. Got to move quick. Guys are getting jobs in the NFL quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl next week. We all know the matchup. Chiefs 49ers. I haven't done any digging because I don't I don't know who's going to win, but we'll figure that out next week. Other than that, yeah, like, we will see what happens going forward with all the Major League Baseball Hopefully the Packers have a new DC here shortly and we'll see what happens. But uh, as long as you guys don't have anything, I don't have anything else. No, I think I'm pretty I'm, good. I'm good. That's, that's, that's it for me. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, hit that follow button. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Thanks. Send us questions. Uh, there's a note on here. The brewers are good. So just be aware. We're going to keep saying it. We've said it last year. We're going to continue to say it. Brewers are good. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Thank you. Peace.